0: What do you get when you put a billionaire and NBA executive of the year and NFL executive of the year and six of the brightest NFL minds all in a Miami mansion that more on today's episode of Locked on Commanders,
1: your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome to this episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're getting this podcast and you can continue this conversation with me by becoming a Locked On Commanders insider. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders. And from there, you'll get text messages from me. You'll get news, inside scoops, exclusive content analysis and just conversation one-on-one with me your host david harrison credential member of the media covering the washington commanders for CommanderCountry.com, country.com a part of sports illustrated's fan nation i'm here with you every monday through friday along with our everydayers and as always everydayers you know i greatly appreciate your continued support for the show again to become a lock insider go to join subtext.com slash Locked on commanders today Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. Use the code on to get $20 off your order. That's jacemedical.com. On today's episode, we're tracking the interview schedule for Washington Commanders managing partner Josh Harris as he looks for his new head of football operations and what hiring one means for a general manager uh, who, despite some reports, is still working for the team, Martin Mayhew. Uh, at the time of this recording but first the answer to my question from the opening is the future of the washington commanders franchise at least most likely the six candidates of the team is having down uh to their miami headquarters at least five of the six are confirmed to be headed down to miami to interview for the open head of football operations job for the washington commanders this list in alphabetical order you've got kansas city chiefs assistant general manager mike borgonzi brown's assistant general manager Chicago Bears Assistant General Manager Ian Cunningham, Eagles Assistant General Manager Alec Hallaby, Cowboys Vice President of Player Personnel Will McClay, and 49ers Assistant General Manager Adam Peters. So it's a lot of NFL executives from some fairly successful organizations, some fairly successful track records, uh, each of them. But As we did with the coaching candidates, which if you haven't caught the coaching candidate episode, uh, go one episode before this one and you'll find it. I highly recommend you go through there. We did a deep dive of three of these candidates. We're going to do a deep dive of three more candidates here for this executive position. And my number one uh, candidate, actually, I'll just give you my top three and then we'll deep dive all of these. My number one candidate is San Francisco 49ers assistant general manager, Adam Peters. Number two is Eagles assistant general manager, Alec Hallaby. Number three is Bears assistant general manager, Ian Cunningham. So those are my top three uh, candidates for the open head of football operations job for the Washington Commanders. Starting off with Adam uh, Peters, the assistant general manager for the San Francisco 49ers. He's got 21 years in the National Football League as of this week or this week as of this season. One season in 2002 as a football operations a uh, grad student assistant, I believe, is what it was called at UCLA after he played defensive end for the UCLA Bruins. Then he joined the New England Patriots beginning in 2003, was there until 2008. He was a scouting assistant, became a pro scout in 2005, and then an area scout from 2006 to 2008. In 2009, he started with the Denver Broncos as a regional scout, moved his way up to national scout in 2011, and then in 2013, he became the assistant director of college scouting Uh, in in 2014, so he worked as a national scout until 2013 became the assistant director of college scouting in 2014 was named the director of college scouting in 2016 after he spent those eight seasons with the Denver Broncos Peters moved on to the San Francisco 49ers in 2017 spent his first four years there as vice president of player personnel and then he spent the last three as the assistant general manager to John Lynch who is the general manager. Uh, and I think he also carries the title of team president, maybe for the San Francisco 49ers. I know he has another, another position title. It's it's higher than that. Uh, and that's where some speculation came. There was some speculation that John Lynch might just move completely into whatever that other title is. And that Adam Peters would move into the full-time just general manager, uh, to get rid of the assistant tag, and just become the general manager of the 49ers. Now, the, the, just the fact that he's interviewing for other positions doesn't mean that's not going to happen. It just means that he's at least open – uh, to discussing with other teams what might be going on, uh, open enough to fly from San Francisco uh, where they're getting ready for a playoff game, not this weekend, but next weekend uh, to Miami. And that's a long flight. So imagine how how interested or serious you'd have to be about a job to fly from San Francisco to Miami just to do an interview. Uh, we don't know who, who Peters himself has scouted. We don't know who any of these these candidates have scouted specifically themselves or helped scout during their time before uh, getting to the positions they're in. But while he was with the 49ers organization, the or, the or not the 49ers organization, but while he was with all of these organizations, uh, specifically starting with the Patriots, they drafted cornerback Asante Samuel, nose tackle Vince Wolferk, tight end Ben Watson, guard Logan Mankins, quarterback Matt Castle, kicker Steven Gostkowski. That He was drafted in the fourth round. I think that's important because we're going to see a trend here. And special team stud and team captain Matthew Slater. Then with the Broncos, obviously his roles are increasing, so he's more involved. With the picks, they drafted wide receivers Demarius Thomas and Eric Decker, linebacker Von Miller, defensive tackle Derek Wolf, defensive tackle Malik Jackson, offensive lineman Matt Paradis, defensive lineman Adam Gostas, safety Justin Simmons, and offensive guard Connor McGovern. Finally, with the San Francisco 49ers, obviously his most influential role uh, to this date, not just in the draft, but in roster management, the Niners have since added Tight end, George Kittle. Offensive lineman, Mike McGlinchey. Linebacker, Fred Warner. Defensive end, Nick Bosa. Wide receiver, Debo Samuel. Punter, Mitch Wisnowski. He was a fourth-round draft pick. Linebacker, Dre Greenlaw. Tackle, Justin Skewell. Wide receiver, Brandon Ayuk. Cornerback, De'Amador Lenore. Safety, Talanoa Hufanga. Running back, Elijah Mitchell. Cornerback, Tariq Castro-Fields, who actually ended up playing for the Washington Commanders these last two seasons. Quarterback, Brock Purdy. And kicker, Jake Moody, who was a third-round draft pick. So, Obviously, uh, there's a trend here with where Adam Peters goes. It's not just you know the 49ers are willing to spend fairly early draft capital on punters, kickers. Uh, everywhere he's gone, actually, that's kind of been the mantra: is if we like a punter or a kicker enough, we will spend. I mean, Jake Moody, a third round draft pick. Um, that's that's almost. Un- and if you've been in every day for every day or for a while, you'll remember that we talked about Jake Moody as a as a potential day three, uh, like late day three, like sixth or seventh round draft pick uh option for the washington commanders to bring some competition and for joey sly so uh you know obviously i mean i liked jake moody a lot but obviously the 49ers liked him a lot more um and he's worked out you know i mean he's been a good kicker for them so far obviously uh you know peters is also part of the front office that sent the compensatory pick to the washington commanders in this year's draft uh, in exchange for defensive end chase young chase is obviously now part of their team in the playoffs and and on on honestly he's on one of the teams that is favored to win the super bowl so Chase Young maybe getting himself a Super Bowl ring here uh, this season. Um, the best free agent signing in Adam Peters' current title, current position, uh, since he's joined the San Francisco 49ers, I would say is fullback, Kyle Juszczyk. Uh, He's been pretty valuable to that team. Defense tackle, Javon Hargrave, could also be a candidate for that. The best trade that the 49ers have executed since Peters has been in his current role uh, would be for running back Christian McCaffrey, the worst trade would be for quarterback Trey Lance. The Dolphins in that trade got the San Francisco 49ers 2021 first, 2022 first, 2023 first, 2022 third to for the 49ers to move up to take Trey Lance. Trey Lance is now a part of the Dallas Cowboys. Meanwhile, the Dolphins turned all that draft capital, plus some. They used them in packages, but they end up getting Jalen Waddell, Tyreek Hill, Bradley Chubb, and linebacker Channing Tindall. So, you know, a mixed bag there. Obviously, that's a swing and a miss, but some of the pros, uh, when you look at Adam Peters, the history of being aggressive, and that's what that Trey Lance trade uh, you know, signifies. I didn't really like the Trey Lance trade at the time. I didn't really have the the high evaluation on Trey that some people obviously did. But you know, there's at least some value to we wanted a quarterback. We needed a quarterback. We loved this quarterback, so we went after it, uh, and we got him. That's that's at least something that that organization can say they had. Not afraid to move on from a mistake as well, though. Uh, once it was pretty evident that Trey Lance just wasn't going to be their guy, they went ahead. Uh, they executed a trade to get as much back from him. They traded him to the Dallas Cowboys, didn't get near what they spent to get him, but they got something. You know what I mean? Instead of just cutting him or letting him walk uh, as a free agent. The, the organization is never known to be in cap trouble, which I think is incredibly important. Uh, and they're currently the number one seed, San Francisco 49ers are, in the NFC. Yet they still have nearly $38 million in cap space. Very money-wise uh, there with the organization, yet building up talent came up in a true uh, general manager, head coach partnership environment. And if you go back to the Josh Harris press conference, that's kind of what uh, he's looking to do is he wants to separate, uh, you know, the coach and GM duties to clear, you know, draw a clear line between the two. Uh, and Adam Peters comes from that type of environment where you got uh, somebody responsible for the roster building and the cap management and the trades and the draft and you got somebody in charge of coaching, yet it is a partnership. Like John Lynch doesn't just draft his dudes and tell Kyle Shanahan, go make it work. No, he tries to get Kyle Shanahan the guys that he wants, but he takes care of that part in the evaluation process. And Adam Peters, three-time Super Bowl champion. Who doesn't love that? Uh, some cons, if there are any. Uh, more first-round misses than hits from, from the San Francisco 49ers, Denver Broncos, New England Patriots, specifically the 49ers. Quarterback instability uh, before basically lucking into to Brock Purdy. Um, and even then, you know, when they were going on their losing streak this season, there were a lot of people wondering if the 49ers would move on from him. So that is a little bit of a knock. He is my top choice, but he's not the only choice. We got two others in the top three coming up next on today's episode of Lockdown Commanders, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but of course, we always have to get back to real life at some point in time. Right now, the FDA is saying that pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of one of the worst flu seasons in over a decade. I can actually attest to the fact that my family, there's, there, there are six people that regularly say in my house, five of them came down with the flu. Uh, I'm the only one that was able to escape it. I don't know how I was able to escape it, but I'm thankful uh, that I was. So you definitely want to be able to have the meds on hand if you need them, when you need them. Thankfully, you can do that because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics that treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others, things that can really happen to any of us. At any time, visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com, use the offer code locked on to get $20 off your order at jacemedical.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the daily the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros, sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and then watch the game in a way that you never have before. Fantasy football accentuates the NFL experience, but daily fantasy does it different and prize picks does it a way that other daily fantasy sports platforms don't, including the offer to reboot your pick. So if the if you have a pick and a player gets injured for football or basketball games, if you have a player that exits the game in the first half, does not return for the second half, that player gets rebooted. Your entry is still active, but that player no longer counts against your entry. Price picks is the only daily fi- daily fantasy sports platform that has an insurance policy. So go to pricepicks.com/slash locked on NFL. Use the promo code locked on NFL, all lowercase. For a first deposit match up to $100. Again, the code locked on NFL, all lowercase, at prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL to get a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. <laughs> Continuing now, today's episode of Locked On Commanders, thanks again for being the Locked On Commanders Your first listen of the day. Every day, every day, Come back tomorrow. We got a mailbag episode. You got questions about these candidates, some of the candidates that we didn't do a deep dive on? By all means, drop those questions in the YouTube comment section or text me directly, jointsubtext.com slash locked on commanders. Become an every dare or become an insider rather, not never every dare. Uh, hopefully, you're already in every dare. Become an insider, text me your question. We'll get a mailbag coming. And we've got our our, our insider only mailbag command huddle on Saturdays coming as well. Locked on has also launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel. On YouTube, Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Our second candidate in our top three for the Washington Commanders Head of Football Operations job is Philadelphia Eagles Assistant General Manager Alec. Hallaby hallaby started as an intern in the Eagles Football operations department in 2007 he was not with the team in 2008 but he was back in 2009 uh, became a player personnel analyst in 2010 did that 2010 and 2011. beginning in 2012 he was the special assistant to the general manager until 20 or through 2015 in 2016 he became a team's vice president of football operations and strategy until he became the assistant general manager beginning in 2022. And then again, in 2023, the entire time that he has been with the Philadelphia Eagles, his focus has been on player evaluation, roster management, resource allocation, with a specialization, pay attention to this, in traditional and analytical methods of decision making. We know that Josh Harris, that this new ownership group, is big into analytics. They want to leverage analytics as much as they possibly can. That's why they brought in Eugene Shen. So the fact that Hallaby has a background in making decisions, Using analytics, leveraging analytics, but also relying on some traditional methods uh, and, and analysis as well, I think is is very key here and very important. And that's actually why I give him the bump over our number three candidate. Although I will tell you, I don't have confirmation that our number three candidate doesn't use analytics or doesn't know how to use analytics. But the specificity uh, and the clarity that is provided when you look into Hallaby, that he is a guy that likes to use analytics. I think that's just, you know, from, from our vantage point, from our foxhole, that's going to give him the bump. Uh, here when we're talking about this, this conversation. So Alec Hallaby obviously has been with the Philadelphia Eagles his entire time as a growing executive in the National Football League and has been with the Eagles since or and since he's been with the Eagles. This organization has drafted tight end Brent Selleck, wide receiver Deshaun Jackson's uh, wide receivers Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin, running back LaShawn McCoy, defensive end Brandon Graham, center Jason Kelsey, defensive tackle Fletcher Cox, quarterback Nick Foles, offensive tackle Lane Johnson, tight end Zach Ertz. Defensive back, Jordan Poyer. Defensive tackle, Bo Allen. Quarterback, Carson Wentz. I know, but he was good for the Eagles for a little bit there. Uh, guard, Isaac Siamalu. Uh, tight end, Dallas Goddard. Cornerback, Avante Maddox. Defensive end, Josh Sweat. Tackle, Jordan Mylata, Tackle, Andre Dillard. Running back, Miles Sanders. Quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Defensive end, Casey Tuhill, who you know from the commander's roster. Wide receiver, Devonte Smith. Lineman, Landon Dickerson. Running back, Kenneth Gainwell. Offensive lineman, Cam Jurgens, Defensive lineman, Jalen Carter. Offensive lineman, Tyler Steen. And defensive back Sidney Brown, who unfortunately suffered a torn ACL and is out for the season as the Eagles try to make their playoff run. So that's a lot of names. And again, uh, it's just like with Peters. Don't know how much Hallaby had a hand in each and individual individual guy. You can bet that, you know, he's an intern in football operations. So he probably didn't have a huge hand in guys like Brent Selleck, Deshaun Jackson, Jeremy Macklin. But you do see a history here with the Philadelphia Eagles of going out and getting tight ends. Brent Selleck. Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, all three of those guys are, well, Dallas is, the other two were uh, very significant parts of the Eagles offenses throughout their tenure with the team. So obviously that's kind of something you would look for uh, if he becomes, you know, the guy in charge of of the football operations in Washington is, you know, who's that, who's that, who's that Dallas Goddard, uh, Zach Ertz, Brent Selleck type tight end. That he would then be looking for to to build this roster around um, best free agent signing since he's been with the Eagles, Hassan Reddick, and that was most recent. And you know, uh, Nick Foles certainly um, could be an option, but I don't think he really counts because he was drafted in Philly, but then returned to Philly as a free agent. And also, I'm not sure how much Hallaby had a role during that time. But Hassan Reddick is a more recent signing be certainly a a movement maker, a decision maker in that process. Uh, The best trade, hands down, has to be for wide receiver A.J. Brown. The worst trade during his tenure, which, again, I'm not sure. This is a little bit earlier on, so I don't know how much of a role he really had. Uh, But LaShawn McCoy going to the Buffalo Bills. He ended up having three more Pro Bowl seasons for the Bills uh, before his time was done. And, uh, you know, that was usually the worst trade that they made. Pros, great draft history. Uh, Another team never known to be in in cap cap problems. Uh, He's obviously been mentored by general manager Howie Roseman. The Eagles general manager is considered by many to be the best in the league. Uh, the control of roster environment uh, is, is is key in Philadelphia. There's a clear line between general manager, head coach, as far as who controls the roster. So that's another thing that Josh Harris is looking for again. Uh, and he's been a part of multiple builds and rebuilds to a Super Bowl contender. So he kind of sees what goes into making it happen and, and then and then remaking it happen. Right. Uh, Cons, I guess the only work he's only worked for the one organization. So he could be a little bit narrow minded, have that back in Philadelphia mentality. Uh, coming with him since he's only had that one spot. Third candidate, Bears assistant general manager Ian Cunningham, who also has ties to the Philadelphia Eagles and Howie Roseman. He spent 16 years in the NFL so far. Started off with the Ravens from 2008 to 2012 as a player personnel assistant, and then he was an area scout from 2013 to 2016. From there, he went to Philly as the director of college scouting. He was also the assistant director of player personnel and director of player personnel up until 2021 and then he was hired as the first ever assistant general manager in bears history starting in 2022 the uh, drafts that he's been on staff for have gotten players like quarterback joe flacco running back ray rice offensive lineman michael orr wide receiver tory smith tight end dallas goddard all those eagles guys that we just talked about also some newer guys bear safety jaquan brisker uh some rookies in 2023 which are you know still in progress evaluations but darnell wright tyreek stevenson roshan johnson noah Suwell, will all guys and again If you were here with me during our draft preparation last year, uh, you know those are all guys that I liked coming out in the NFL draft at that time. The best trade in his tenure uh, with the Chicago Bears, uh, trading the number one overall pick in 2023 to the Carolina Panthers for DJ Moore, two firsts and two seconds. I think that's hands down the best trade that they've made since then. The worst trade is getting wide receiver Chase Claypool. For a 2023 second round pick, which turned into Joey Porter Jr. for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Some pros, uh, you know, Cunningham comes from the Howie Roseman tree as well. The Howie Roseman tree has been pretty good to the NFL. Two-time Super Bowl champion, part of a staff that hasn't been overactive in replacing Justin Fields while making several moves to try and make the group around him better. So showing a little bit of patience, but also attacking the needs. Uh, to make the quarterback better. Um, He's got experience from multiple relationships, organizational environments, strong improvement from 2022 to 2023, even though they traded the number one overall pick. So the Bears trade from number one to number nine, but they still showed a lot of improvement this year, moving their way up from, I think, three wins last year uh, to seven wins this year. Justin Fields made improvement. Each of their units, offense and defense, I think they upgraded their rankings by five or six spots. So, you know, not a huge leap like the Houston Texans saw, but still positive work happening in Chicago. Cons not a very long track record as part of the decision-making process of Chicago to really evaluate. So those are our top three. Um, And I'm going to tell you that outside of Peter's, uh, the top, there's some interchangeability between two or three. I kind of already went over that, but um, what about the rest? And what about the rest of these candidates? And what does this search really indicate for the Washington commanders? That's next on today's episode of locked on commanders, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Around New Year's, we always get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what already makes us great. What are you already doing right? What do you want to build on? Therapy will help you find those strengths if you don't already know them yourself so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes for yourself that will actually stick and you'll see even further growth for before 2025. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime you need to for no additional charge. So celebrate the progress you've already made. Don't ditch your old self behind. Build on what you've already built in 2023 for 2024. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com help, slash locked on.
1: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: We're wrapping up today's episode of Locked On. Bears, the best of the rest of the Washington Bears executive search again. Josh Harris uh, along with Bob Myers and along with Rick Spielman in his Miami mansion in Harris's Miami mansion uh, interviewing people Um, our top three of the six guys identified so far 49ers assistant general manager Adam Peters Eagles assistant general manager Alec Hallaby Bears assistant general manager Ian Cunningham Uh, Peters interviewed Tuesday night Hallaby and Cunningham also both interviewed on Wednesday or, or will interview rather on Wednesday Chiefs assistant general manager Mike Borgonzi. Uh, uh, interviewed on Tuesday, as did Brown's assistant general manager, Glenn Cook, and then Cowboys vice, pres- vice president of player personnel, Will McClay, is scheduled to interview. I do not, at the time of this recording, have a firm date on when that will happen. So we've got our top three, right? Uh, Niners assistant GM, Peters, uh, Adam Peters, as- Eagles assistant GM, Alec Hallaby, Bears assistant GM, Ian Cunningham are our top three. What about the other three? Well, we've got them in just that order. Chiefs assistant GM, Mike Borgonzi, is my fourth uh, ranked guy on this list. I think Brown's assistant GM Glenn Cook is number five for me. Cowboys VP of player personnel. Will McClay is sixth. And again, kind of like the head coaching uh, situation, you know, really not a bad list. I think any of the top four, you know, and, and like, so credit to Mike Borgonzi. Like, I know we're not going to do like a huge deep dive on him, but I think you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, I, you know, you could say that the worst trade that has happened under his watch would be the Tyreek Hill trade. But at the same time, you look at a team that's never in cap, you know, cap trouble and trying to give Tyreek Hill the payday that he was looking for, you're basically gonna put yourself in that cap trouble and you still got other, you know, areas to to look at. I think probably one of the most impressive things that you have to look at with the Kansas City Chiefs is the year they went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I actually had a fairly suspect uh offensive line there. And they really attacked that and tried to make that better. Now, you know, some moves have worked, some moves haven't worked. But, again, you give, you give credit to the organization for making the effort, making the intent uh, to go out there and attack a problem on their team. And They've certainly been able to do that And their defense, I think. um, You look, you got, you look at, you know, everybody kind of knows who Chris Jones is. Jones is, but a guy like Lejarius Need maybe is not a household name around the league, but certainly has made impacts for them. I think their defense has quietly been uh, one of the most improved units on their team over the last few years. So, a consistent pattern of execs coming from organizations that have a clear GM and coach separation is really what stands out to me uh, on this list. Now, with the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, I don't know how much Andy Reid has a, has a full hand in things um, versus the general manager. But you feel like that's probably the closest you get to kind of a, a mixed bag. But all these other ones, you know, they, they preach teamwork, certainly. Uh, but there is a clear delineation, obviously, with the Dallas Cowboys. There's even clear, clear word. Uh, delineation between who makes the, the the decisions for the roster and who coaches the roster. And that's exactly what Josh Harris is looking for. So the fact that all of these guys are coming from organizations that kind of have that history, not really a surprise. Now, it's important to remember and note the Washington Commanders are looking to hire their head of football operations. That is not a general manager. Now, don't get me wrong, there could be some head of football operations out there that are also the general managers, and this one could certainly decide to do that. But Martin Mayhew and Marty Herney. Are still employed by the team as of the time of this recording. Now, I know it's been reported by some that they got fired, or at least Martin Mayhew got fired when Ron Rivera did, but they did not get fired at the same time. Um, and again, if they got fired while I'm recording this, uh, again, it's a separate move. Um, but that's probably a change that's going to happen after the head of football raci- football operations is put into place. And same thing with coaching staff. Uh, you know, the head coach is probably going to make those decisions, or the head of football operations may come in and make some of those decisions. We you know we'll have to see how they decide to do it. But the bottom line is. You know, Josh Harris made it very clear that he's trying to do a thorough but rapid process to get his head of football operations in place. And that head of football operations part of that interview process. Again, maybe they're going to become the general manager as well, or maybe they're going to keep a general manager in Martin Mayhew or hire a new general manager. Uh, Could keep Martin Mayhew or Marty Herney could keep them both. You know, that's going to be up to them. It is important to know Adam Peters does have history with Martin Mayhew going back to their time together with the San Francisco 49ers, so a lot to keep an eye on, a lot to keep watch for. Today's usually our mailbag day, pushing the mailbag to Thursday, so uh, so that I can get this GM deep dive in for you. Again, the final candidates that we know of uh, for interview dates are interviewing on Wednesday, so potentially as we speak uh, right now. Again, uh, Cowboys VP of Personnel, player personnel, Will McClay. I don't have a hard date uh, for his interview to happen, so that could be happening Wednesday as well, it could be happening Thursday, uh, not sure, but we'll keep an eye out for that. Uh, potentially any hires, you know what I mean? If there's something uh, to discuss on that tomorrow, we will, but we also have our mailbag already got questions coming in about how this Josh Harris front office is going to work. You've got questions. So send them in again, drop them in the YouTube comment section or text me directly. Go to join subtext.com slash locked on commanders, become a lock insider, text me those questions and then keep a lookout for some of that bonus content. We've got film studies coming up. I'm starting my deep dive into Jahan Dotson trying to pinpoint you know if and where things really went wrong with Jahan having that breakout season that we all kind of expected him to have here in year two. As always, thank you for making Locked On Commanders your first listen to the day every day, every day, Thanks for you're coming through on a regular basis like you do. Thanks for making me a part of your day, part of your routine. Until we speak again, please be safe, be kind. I'll see you next time right back here for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network routine every day.